Hey, Docolo, before we get to this shorties episode, I just want to encourage you to go to NashvilleScene.com or select the link over at DocumentearsPodcast.com to vote for Documenteers as Best Nashville Podcast under the media category. You must fill out several categories, 25 at least, before you can submit. If you are from Nashville, please, the Documenteers. If you're not from Nashville and would like to help us, then look at the show notes for our special episode drop titled Best in Nashville 2019 for several category suggestions and zip codes that you can punch in to help us spread the word about this show. That same list you can also find at dogmateerspodcast.com. Help us get some local heat. If you do this for us, then you will literally be, literally be an amazing person. We will defend you publicly no matter how wrong you are, excluding racist shit. That's Dogmateers for best podcast under the media tab over at nashvillescene.com. Much love. Keep on docking. Enjoy this shorty. Hey, shout out to my highlights. I'm starving. You want to eat your shoe? Do I get to meet Werner Herzog? No. Oh, well, I mean, then no. Welcome to the shorties. We're on the cusp of Herzog Month, our second ever Herzog Month. Mm-hmm. I am excited. Uh, In my, my, my brain, I'm trying to rap like, shorty, it's your birthday with Herzog, it's your birthday. Come on, stop that. Me- That's not a poet. Shut up. Shut up. I, I don't like it because it's so artsy-fartsy. Werner is here. He bet Errol Morris that if he could complete his film Gates of Heaven, available for discussion now here on the Documentary Podcast, <laughs> that he would eat his fucking shoe. Yep. Errol completed that film, and Werner is a man of his word because, as he says in this... I don't like cowards. And he will eat his shoe, though he doesn't eat the leather. He doesn't eat the sole. No, he eats the leather. He doesn't eat the sole. Look, yeah. I, I've i never seen this until we watched it together. I've seen it before. Yeah, but I've never seen it. I watched it at Eldridge's house like forever ago. I'm trying to imagine. Well, this is what my brain thought it was. Like, he's just what I thought it might be if I had to guess what this might be. Uh-huh. But if knowing less blank style, it wouldn't be like that. Where he's just on a stage in front of people, right? Uh-huh. Just quietly eating a shoe. Like literally wordlessly shoving bits of shoe leather in its mouth. I pictured him slurping shoe strings like it's sketty. You wanted him like sitting down with like napkin tucked into shirts. Yeah. The sequel to this, Werner Herzog shits out his shoe. No. <laughs> There's a point at the end where it goes the day after. And I was like, oh no. Oh no. I don't remember this. No, he never complained. But also, I actually think even if it did upset him, he wouldn't complain. Werner talks about a war against commercials, a war, a real war against talk shows. There should be real war against commercials, real war against talk shows, real war against Bonanza and Rawhide or all these uh, things. This is almost more like more than a true short documentary. More like a PSA, like something yeah. to 
like an, a motivational and we we don't we don't use that term lightly because mm-hmm. p- most people who throw around that word can go to shit like like philip and last week's uh uh gates of heaven yeah yeah you can tell has like lost everything and is riding on his parents coattails it's like a call of action yes he Werner is here to inspire people to go out and make some real films yeah he not only calls out commercials and talk shows he calls out shows like bonanza (laughs) which was a big thing when we were kids right it's just because that this is what was huge absolutely but it would be like whatever your big tv drama is now yeah what is it like csi uh the bachelor yeah, he would. Oh, God, I would love to hear his thoughts on The Bachelor. I don't like the artsy fartsy thing. They do uh, bad impressions. take shots of his shoes. Yeah. So while he's talking about this, he's also like kind of going through the journey of preparing to eat his shoe. So he's talking about commercials. He's walking. You see his shoes. He walks into a restaurant. Yeah. He's got a chef there There's a point, to assist him to cook his shoe. There's a point when she's barefoot and he like smiles and points at his bare feet. Yeah, like and then so he goes like across the street to buy some Timberlands, <laughs> which I was like, sponsorship? Because why would you do a big shot of the <laughs> Timberland tag? Werner's taste in shoes, I get it. He wants something that's very straightforward and that's just comfortable on his feet. Mm-hmm. I can relate. My shoes look very boring. But I do like to, you know, pay a nice amount for a sturdy shoe Gonna to make last it work. You a while. I need I need it to last a while, and I don't need it to be too flashy. I think Werner's kind of the same way. He's in this uh, restaurant kitchen, so he has this huge pot, and he's putting garlic and onions and hot sauce and parsley. He did not wash his shoe. I don't like cowards. I think he just like. Off of the bottom. Yeah. Just like tapped it off. Oh, it'll, it'll boil all the germs off. I and mean, the listen, duck fat. the dirt is still in there. Yeah. So she pours in like a concoction of like duck fat and like broth, probably. This is a very fancy uh, shoe meal. <laughs> he says at one point they have him in a car and they just kind of insert this in this bit where he says that because of his lifestyle and the projects he's been working on, he realized at a point that he had not cooked a meal for two, for a whole year. Yeah. He had not cooked a single meal for a whole year and that he thinks that's not okay. Like as an adult male, you should cook at least one meal a week. And I think that you could Me? learn. <laughs> <laughs> you cook, you cook regularly. No, I don't. Okay. I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. You cook occasionally. You've been grilling a lot. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. But I think I think it's a good. That is like generic how dude cooks though grilling. Like I, don't I ain't gotta do have, it. I don't always have to grill, but like I would, I should cook more. Yes. I was more joking, but saying that was another call to action. Men cook. I think a lot of dudes cook nowadays. Yeah. Okay, Bobby cook. Les Blank puts in some silly clips and stuff. There's one in which the a classic, the Chaplin. I forget where it's from. The Tramp yeah. or some shit. I don't know. Where Charlie Chaplin's eating his shoe. So that is like paralleled Herzog eating his shoe. He's there to inspire people to get into film. He's at a Gates of Heaven screening. I don't think we see Errol in this film. Mm -mm. I could be mistaken. I didn't see him. I've seen a picture of Errol when he's younger and one now. And it it looks like you could miss him if you're not paying attention. Like he looks particularly different It just seems like if he was there, he would have spoken. You know, but who knows? 
they do have like a whole table set up for air. I'm sorry, whole table set up for Herzog on the stage in front of the screening, and he's got like the pot with his shoe, some ketchup, a wine glass. I think he was drinking beer though, and there's like a vase of carnations was particularly poignant to me because I think of carnations as death flowers and it was before a screening of Gates of Heaven. He does say that he thinks he'll be fine to eat the shoe because he's eaten at KFC before and he survived that. <laughs> we see some certain clips of uh, like from one of uh, Werner's early feature films, Even Dwarf Started Small. Yeah. Tells the story of how a dwarf caught fire at that scene where they're carrying the crucified monkey. The monkey's not nailed. It's bound. It's still kind of disturbing. It is disturbing. But it's dwarves uh, carrying around a crucified monkey. And there's like fire in the field. And one of the dwarves caught fire. And Werner had to like jump on top of the dwarf to put the fire out. It's a triumph in terms of what Errol accomplished. And it's also an ode to Herzog. And just documentary filmmaking in general. Mm -hmm. Herzog promises after the whole fire situation that he will throw himself into a cactus. This is sort of reminiscent of that promise. And he did do it. He threw himself into a cactus. It, it was a nasty one. It had long uh, spines and some are still sticking in my, in my knee sinew. And when they said later, like, why did you do that? Are you just like a glutton for punishment? And he's like, no, but I just wanted to show to them that I take seriously the fact that they're putting themselves in danger. I also appreciate what they're doing and it was fun for them. It was funny for them to watch me. He's like, sure, it hurt, but I didn't die. Like, it's not a big deal. But also I said it, so I had to do it. I don't like cowards. He says this and this almost speaks to our approach to this podcast or my approach to this podcast. He's like, I had to be the clown. Mm -hmm. I got, I had to be the clown and that helped pull people in and he talks about uh, he's like look at orson wells and at this time orson wells was still alive and he's just full-blown drunk and being on various talk shows and being orson wells and mm -hmm. like he had kind of become like this doofus version of himself and that's happened to many like marlon brando that's happened to many yeah. kinds of people over the years who people used to be larger than life or are but Werner's in control of the clowniness. He knows when it's important. He knows when to pull the trigger on it. Mm -hmm. And clowniness, you can kind of fall back on it. I'm kind of guilty of that. But it's also important because to bring a little brevity to a scenario, especially when you're making a movie with a director that has a, a, some interesting demands mm -hmm. and you might need some kind of cathartic release of of ludicrousness mm -hmm. and Werner embraces that ludicrousness in his art form and I think I've stated this before I think sometimes the surface perspective of Werner is that he seems like glib and serious I think that's just his natural expression often he's not like that at all he's actually like a very uh humorous person and he's very lighthearted. He's just got resting glib face. Yeah, resting glib face. He can't help it. He's actually really fun and also cute. Yeah, how do you rank Werner on the Babo meter? One through ten. Oh man, one through ten. And this one. It's so hard to separate the fact that I think he's a fucking genius, like, because that's also way attractive. But just looks wise, like, he's attractive. Like, yeah. seven, eight. Sure. Yeah, he's yeah. a good looking guy. In Germany, he's like a nine and a half. Yeah. 
And here he's like, but then because he's so smart, like 10, you know, like it's more sexier when you're smart and he's passionate about making film and he's passionate about how he's, how he wants to represent things Mm -hmm. and it can come off serious there because he does mean to do something important. Oh, I also, when uh, he talks about how Errol told him he didn't have any money and Verner's like, still a mystery he borrowed money everywhere and he stole and he i don't know how he did it but but that's a way to do it if you want to do a film steal a camera steal raw stuff sneak into a sneak into a lab and do it steal your gear steal your films steal anything you need to get what you need to get done there's no excuse i think doing this podcast and talking about movies we like and sometimes don't that is doing this has helped keep me motivated to thinking about doing other things. Mm-hmm. And I'm and lately I've been planting the seeds to like do other things in other ways. And and uh, I definitely would love to keep doing the documenteers, but like th- what this uh, evolves into, I don't know. But I hope I'm like wise enough to see to let it go where it needs to go when that time comes. Yeah, this is when Herzog really talks about what Errol's film means to him it's a film on a family behind all that with all their failures and all their dreams and all their dramas involved and it's uh, the only authentic film on love and emotions and late capitalism and maybe it's the only the only uh, authentic film on uh, loss of emotions and loss of uh, or distortion of feelings and degeneration of feelings. It's a very, very sad film. You spoke about this at the end of Gates of Heaven. Yeah. And he talks about this a little bit with his his filmmaking earlier on, but how we don't have important pictures and how we need to be making important pictures. And this is kind of a theme that runs through this little bit. And they talk about how that can also be photography. And he's like, yeah, but film is so important because it's capturing like that time and space and it's real. And like Errol's film is a real look yeah, at so much that you don't even realize. Like I want to watch it again already. But Werner also acknowledges the power of illusionary aspects. Sure. that There are aspects of manipulation in film. It's kind of like how... A lie is better when there's when it's lined with truth kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That truth is extremely important. But there is that medium of film that what as you perceive a flat image in a way. I remember one of the more valuable things that I was taught in my studio art education in college was that everything in a picture, your brain adds things to like an image. Mm-hmm. But everything that is in that image is what is in there. It's it's like it's its own flat universe. And you got to kind of take responsibility for what's in that image. It's hard to expect people to expand outside of that image. So what am I even talking about? We might be going into, <laughs> and it's kind of weird when you're talking about the art of film or any kind of art. Like you got the point in which you're trying to represent something and put something out there. And you might have this idea of what it is. But the perception that people take from it is also important too and that's the aspect of it that you cannot control Mm -hmm. so that's what's kind of interesting about the visual art medium half of it is you putting it out there and half of it is what people take from it yeah and you know ignore the haters you can tell when people are like full of shit or they don't know what they're talking about 
uh, or just like shoving things through their own dumb filter. But sometimes, you know, uh, what what is it about things? It, it's only like half done once you put it out there and the way people grab it. That's yeah, that's the other half of its life. But I think that also speaks to kind of his point of, yeah, it is only half of it. So it's important that what you're showing is going to make people think or is going to show them something they don't know. You know, not just be this generic, you know, talk show fun for no real purpose TV show, you know, like there's a lot of content that doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a place for that. Like you sometimes want to just zone out and watch reality TV. Absolutely. We do that. That should also be balanced with films and documentaries that make you think about things. Yeah. I think sometimes uh, in our modern times, there's people seem to put a lot of stock in something as though it belongs to them. And we're talking about things that are like some of the biggest shit in the world. I mean, I care more about like documentaries and films, the films of Errol Morris and Werner Herzog. And like, I'd rather kind of sit and talk about stuff like this than talk about Star Wars or, I mean, when the Marvel movies used to start coming out, I grew up, I I love comics. I always have, but I've really gotten tired of just kind of like picking through them and trying to like break them down. I mean, I'll see them, but. I just don't find I'm that interested in talking about them. I kind of, it's almost like a life is too short kind of thing. I really want to kind of reserve my conversations for the things that can either uh, inspire a dialogue. I mean, what what can you really get out of the Avengers? I liked it, but like, but yeah. but half the planet saw it. Like we all saw it. So let's move the fuck on and talk about something that can really challenge us, you know? Mm-hmm. Werner doesn't like cowards. Did I mention that? I don't like cowards. He doesn't like cowards. Uh, <coughs> do what? The pl- the plaque clip. Oh, yeah. There's a cut There's a cut scene from Gates of Heaven. Where one of the plaques falls off the wall behind Philip when he's talking all big. You notice it doesn't phase Philip no. one bit? That's because that's how self-centered he is. Yeah. He is truly one of those can't see past the end of your nose kind of people. Werner uh, eats his shoe. We haven't yeah, actually sort of. talked about that yet. He does eat his shoe. He, there's not a lot of shoe eating in this, but he does like eat bits and bits of it. It's stuffed with garlic and uh, onions and shit like that. It's it's boiled in duck fat. He says it's cooked for five hours and is even tougher now than it was before. Yeah, he's cutting off tiny little pieces. And then is the man who's talking, is that actually Les Blank? I'm not, or is that someone else? I'm not 100% clear. There's sort of a host of the night who's who's with him on the stage but then you can obviously tell that he eats some of his shoe at the theater but then later they've moved to like a a booth situation and there's press and people around still like talking to him and they're filming and that man is still there and at that point the man is cutting the shoe into tiny bits and just handing them to Herzog to eat because I think this has been an hours long yeah process Werner's asked a question about the what are the values and the value of films to society and they kind of laugh at the question and Werner asks (laughs) <laughs> who's society <laughs> i don't know who's society you know mm. like what society are you talking about he does kind of answer the question in regards to film having the power to change perspective but it, but as i just discussed about how uh discussing these things can seem important we also kind of that that response to that initial question is almost like let's not get lost in the plot mm-hmm. let's maybe do more than we should sit around and talk about it. I mean, I think the point of this here is more than just, like I said, to be a documentary. 
is about to inspire people to go out and make something, mm-hmm. to do something, to be bold and brave, steal what you need to steal to get shit done. Be the clown that you need to be to accomplish the task that you need to do. And Werner laments because there's no adequate images. Our civilization will die out. He points to energy problems. He's, uh, he references kind of not unlike the, the gates of heaven itself. It seems to allude to things that is a bigger deal now. Mm-hmm. But it shows that people were talking about shit back then, even then. And shit's not new. We kind of had the warning signs all along. Mm-hmm. And if it's bad, then maybe us and the people who bred us need to accept some responsibility for the contributions of this sort of thing. So what we need, Werner says. To eat a shoe is a, is a foolish uh, signal, but it's, it was worthwhile. And once in a while, I think we should be, we should be foolish enough to do things like that. More shoes. More boots, more garlic. Uh, mm-hmm. Fucking die, Hollywood die. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, you don't need these. We don't need these structures. You just need your gumption, you know, mm-hmm. and do what you need to do. I mean, there's a lot. There's fucking YouTube videos of people who don't even know how to plug in a basic USB mic that seem to get all kinds of popular hits and stuff like that. It seems like. Things are easier to do yourself now. So there's less excuse to do something to get yourself out there. Mm -hmm. And I think I kind of lament now, though. It just feels like, you know, a lot of the foundations of American music came from, like, uh, oppression and poverty. And I feel like there's just a lot of shit now. A lot of the creative narrative is controlled by people with privilege. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I'm lamenting now. Yeah. It seems like too much of our narrative, we've just kind of classified people in ways and we've, now I'm not even just talking about this like dull duality conservatives versus um, liberals argument because shit is so much deeper than that. And if you're trapped in that rut of a debate, then you really don't know what the fuck is going on. The truth is the people need to take possession of things again. They need to go back and just grab hold of things again and not expect that you need to have something to accomplish something, you know, Mm -hmm. you can get your own ball rolling. And I promise if you just make yourself make something, everything else is going to fall into place and it'll work out a lot the way it needs to be. And you will fail and you will succeed and just have that momentum. I think that's uh, what Werner and Les Blank uh, want you to take from them. Yep. Go get your ass momentum out there and say something that is meaningful. Yep. If you're out there making uh, another indie slasher movie, it's been made. <laughs> think yeah. of something else. Anyway, Angela, we don't rate shorties in uh, stars or full-grown Herzogs. We rate it in baby Herzogs. I'm going to give this one through three baby Herzogs. You're going to give this one through three baby Herzogs. And we will combine them for best... Out of six baby herd songs, I'll go first. This is meant to be inspirational. I think it's even to think of it as like some formal film is like maybe attributing too much to it. It's just supposed to get you motivated. But Werner Herzog's eating his shoe and he's doing it for a very good reason. I think I'm ultimately going to give it 2.75. And I'm only taking that quarter away because he didn't slurp a shoestring like it was. Oh, come like on. It was he would die. He can, he can hold it in his mouth and keep chewing it, but he should have slurped a shoestring like it was spaghetti. We talked about this. 
Look, he knows. We might not have a Werner Herzog if he swallowed an entire shoestring. He knows the importance of being a clown, and clowns slurp shoestrings like it's spaghetti. Look at Charlie Chaplin. Can I give it a 3.25? Wait, have you broken barriers yet this year? Because you get one barrier breaker. If this is how you want to use it, the year's over half over, so maybe you. Do Shockmasters count? Oh, I see what you mean. I forgot about this new rule. Explain this new rule to me. Every document here can go beyond the limited uh, parameters of the rating system. And since it's one through three, you can go beyond three here if you want. But it doesn't count more like, let's do 100. That doesn't count. Yeah, if that's how high you want to go. I didn't put any limitations on how far you can exceed it. Sure, but I mean, we did do two episodes of with with like 100 Shockmasters. Um, it's not serious. <laughs> In case you hadn't noticed. I just want to make sure that if I use it now, I'm using it wisely. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think I have in this new rule applied it just yet. So I would like to say 3.25. And that makes this six out of six baby Herzogs. For, Which means it's perfect. Yeah. I found the greatest love of all inside of me. Perfect shorty doc for less blanks. <laughs> Werner Herzog eats his shoe. And uh, you don't seem to mind that he didn't slurp a shoestring. Like I do not mind that he didn't slurp a shoestring. I felt like it was the only thing missing, truly. The only thing missing. I didn't think anything was missing. I got more than I bargained for. I It was more than I remembered being in it. All right, folks. So the next time you hear us, it will be Herzog month. So join us. It's going to be a good dry time uh keep on docking that cooking is the only alternative to filmmaking.